You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. You don't scare me. I got chunks of guys like you in my stool. Back on The Pipeline Show and time for one more segment for this week's episode. And uh, we do it throughout the season. We uh, like to chat with uh, a scout from HockeyProspect.com. And uh, this week, uh, we're going to talk about some guys in the Western Hockey League. And that means uh, Ben Wilkins. Uh, welcome to The Pipeline Show, Ben. How are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, no problem. Uh, I see you all the time at the uh, Oil Kings games. And so uh, you're you're the right guy to chat about uh, some Western Hockey Leaguers uh, that are eligible uh, for the NHL draft this year. Maybe we'll start with the guy right here in Edmonton, in Jake Neighbors. And uh, and I, I'd like to get your take on him, uh, on a guy that maybe, uh, for me, his role has increased as the season has gone on and his responsibility and his performance has also risen to the to the challenge. Uh, when you watch Jake Neighbors, what do you see? Um, yeah, exactly. He's uh, definitely a player that I saw um, improving a lot through this year. Um, anyway, I see... I see him playing as a very um, kind of a, a feisty player with a good compete level. Um, you know, a good 200-foot game. He's always back in his own zone, helping out his D-men um, before he actually gets out and breaks out the uh, breaks out into the zone and and helps uh, push the puck up the zone. And and even in the uh, the offensive zone, he's hustling hard and um, a, a very NHL-ready shot. So he's very dangerous on uh, both ends of the ice. I know there were questions from some people about his offensive production. Would he be able to produce? Uh, he's got 70 points in 64 games this year, so I think he's answered that to some degree. Uh, but are there still areas of his game that you're waiting to see uh, develop and, and, and maybe have some question marks about? Uh, for me, I mean, he definitely answered those, those questions about the uh, defensive, offensive productions, as you said. But, uh, you know, for me, uh, I see skating might being a, a part of his game that might need improving. Um, you know, for for a player that might go, you know, late first round, early second round, you almost expect to see uh, more of an explosive skating stride coming out of him. But, um, yeah, so definitely going forward on the skating level for me. That's what I see. All right, fair enough. I think that's a fair assessment. I also think that uh, consistency for me is one of those things for him. But I think at this age, there's a lot of guys that fall into that category. And uh, I think he's become more uh, consistent, but still uh, has a ways to go there as well. Uh, some of the other guys we want to chat about, there's a couple that play for the Brandon Weekings. Uh, one of them is on the show this week as well. And that's uh, defenseman Braden Schneider. Uh, big guy, 42 points in 60 games this year. Uh, but if, he, when I chatted with him, he thought he considered himself more of a, I mean, a two-way guy, but a leaning a little bit more to the defensive zone. Yet he's got 42 points, a pretty well-rounded player. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, I only saw him, I think, the once this year, but uh, um, he's definitely, you know, a smooth skater, good footwork, uh, great acceleration. Um, you know, he's definitely one of the top defenders in this year's draft. Uh, got some great hockey IQ. Um, you know, he's always looking, looking to make the play before he actually gets the puck. So he's got that game plan in his head. Um, you know, so you like seeing those those players that are always thinking. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, especially with the, the forty-two points, you don't. Um, so, yeah, no, he's he's definitely going to be a, a good player moving forward. Only seven goals, though, so he's more of the start to play out of his own back end kind of guy than he's not necessarily the the trigger man on the power play, uh, not that sort of offensive player. The physical side to his game, I really like though, and I don't know if you were there for the Holinka Gretzky couple a couple years ago here in Edmonton, but. You know, as an underage guy, he was a standout on that team. 
uh, at times as well playing that physical role. And that's one of the things I think that separates them a little bit from some of the other high-end guys available this year is that physical play. Do you agree? Yeah, no, exactly. He's, uh, you know, definitely he's a, the big body down back there in the, uh, in the back end. So, um, you know, he's definitely not the type of player that I'd want to want to meet in the corners. Hmm. Now, the other uh, defenseman high out of the WHL this year would be Caden Gooley uh, from the Prince Albert Raiders. We'll get to the other Brandon Weeking in a second. But for, for Gooley and another guy I just had on the show, actually, uh, but it, point production, really similar to Schneider. To me, they're a little bit, they're different players, though, even though, you know, size-wise, they're, they're kind of comparable. But what do you see when you uh, watch Caden Gooley? Um, it's what I kind of found on when I was watching uh, Gooley was uh, his his acceleration was definitely um, kind of hit me off guard. It doesn't take him a lot of steps to um, kind of break out and be at top speed. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it was almost deceptive. Like, you're coming out of the corner, you would just, almost blow past the forwards and then have a break on the other side for Prince Albert. It's uh, good to see for a, such a, a tall defenseman. Yeah, it's funny when I mentioned the, the production is basically the same, yet in my mind, when I think of Gooley, I think more offense, and when I think of Schneider, I think more defense. Just kind of a different mental picture that I have of, of both guys, yet the production is, is similar. I, I don't know really know how to explain that, but um, one of the the biggest assets for Gooley, would you say skating? Skating, yes, definitely. Yeah, he's uh, he does an excellent job of his skating. Uh, very good on his feet. Um, you know, plays his angles well uh, with the attacking forwards coming in, closes the gap well. Um, very mobile on his feet, so he doesn't uh, doesn't give the forwards a lot of chances when they're coming in. Now, the uh, the latest rankings that I've seen uh, from Hockey Prospect would be end of January, and I believe uh, of the two, Schneider was the higher ranked. But um, if if uh, Gouli is outside of the first round probably not that far outside the first round yeah exactly I, I, if he does make it out of the first round i don't see him going too much farther into the second round i'm sure someone right. would, would be more than willing to grab him up pretty quick all right the other brandon Wheat king that i was alluding to is uh, ridley grig uh, i did have a chance to watch him in person a, a couple of weeks ago the old kings were in brandon and i was at that game uh i i really enjoyed watching him play in that one he was really feisty and uh, his motor never stops and and he's got some skill too uh, but I'm not the scout. What do you see when you watch uh, Ridley Gregg? Uh, no, exactly. Put the, uh, the hammer on the head, the nail there. Um, very definitely hardworking, uh, hard-nosed, forechecking type of game. Um, you know, I grew up in Ontario watching the Leafs, and if I, I see a lot of uh, Zach Hyman and in, 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 uh, Greg here. He's uh, hmm. definitely the hardest skater on most shifts there, just going into the zone, causing a lot of turnovers. Um, you know, isn't afraid to make a hit or take a hit to make a play, so... Um, you always need one of those, at least one of those players on your team to to be successful. So it's not a six foot two or a six foot three, you know, two hundred and ten pound agitating power forward like that. But he's he's a bit of a thorn, isn't yeah. he? I think I, I've seen him listed about one hundred and seventy pounds or so, but has a way of just getting under the opposition skin. Yeah, exactly. He's uh, you know, very kind of a, almost a defenseless nightmare. There, he's always always skating, always moving, always trying to hit something. So. Yeah, 60 points this year uh, already, including 26 goals. So uh, he's one of uh, the, the key offensive guys uh, for the uh, the Brandon Weekings. Uh, now another forward going back to Prince Albert is Ozzie Weisblatt. He's got the four other uh, or three other hockey-playing brothers, but he seems to be the most talented of the group that we've seen thus far. Um, and Ozzie, kind of similar to some degree to, to Ridley Gregg in that he's a, a bit of a gnat, an annoying guy out there, but couple that with a lot of skill too. 
Exactly. Yeah. You know, he's definitely, uh, I saw a lot of similarities when I watched the two, um, you know, Ozzy's definitely, um, you know, he, he uses his speed, uh, to his advantage. He, he uses, you know, breaks into the zone and uses his speed to disrupt plays or, or forces the defenseman to make mistakes. Like very similar games showing their abilities to, to, uh, be a hard four checker. 70 points in 64 games for Ozzy Weisblatt coming into this weekend's play. Uh, you know, with him and Ridley Grigg, do you have concerns at all? Or, uh, again, I'll, I'll use question marks as a as a label, but are there things you're seeing in, in these players that uh, maybe you're still waiting to come around for them in their development? Um, well, you mentioned uh, consistency uh, earlier with one of the other players. And, you know, with players at this age, um, you know, they definitely have a lot of progression to go, a lot to learn. Um, you know, as they move forward, they'll, they'll get more and more coaches and, um, I'm sure they'll, um, you know, they'll learn to, to, you know, have those, you know, that maybe the one off good shift and have that spread out to the whole game instead of just having, you know, maybe one good shift and one bad shift. They'll have to have that consistency spread through the entirety of the game. One other WHL guy I wanted to ask you about uh, is a defenseman, Luke Prokop with the, uh, the Calgary Hitmen. Uh, and here is a big physical, more stay-at-home type defenseman, but uh, again, another smooth skating guy, uh, but 6'4 and about 215, 220 pounds, so uh, he is definitely a handful. Uh, I haven't seen Prokop play all that much. I know, I think right now he might be banged up, but uh, when you've seen the Hitman, uh, what stands out for you? Um, yeah, he's definitely more of the three defensemen we've talked today. He's definitely the more of the defensive-minded player. He's, uh, you know, he obviously uses his size to his advantage. He um, you know, win battles in the corner. He boxes players out in front of the net. He's, uh, you know, he tries to help the goalie out as much as possible. Um, so, you know, just being in his own crease, he's he's able to, um, you know, be the strong physical uh, defensive-minded defenseman that you want in your own zone. Um, but he also does that, you know, smart about it. He, he's only racked up about 30 penalty minutes. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, he, he doesn't put his team down by taking bad, uh, bad mistakes. Ben Wilkins is my guest. He's a scout with HockeyProspect.com. Check them out uh, for uh, all the latest rankings and stuff for the uh, upcoming NHL draft. There are also three guys in the Alberta Junior Hockey League I wanted to touch on quickly. Two of them with the uh, Sherwood Park Crusaders. What a year the Crusaders have had. Uh, But Carter Savoy, Michael Benning, two guys probably expected to both be second, maybe third rounders uh, if they happen to slip that far. But uh, let's start with Savoy, 99 points this year in just 54 games, both of them going to uh, the University of Denver when they're uh, ready to go, as long as they continue going the, the college path and don't detour to the WHL. But uh, tell me uh, your thoughts on Carter Savoy. Yeah, Carter Savoy, he's definitely um, you know, a goal-producing machine, especially this year. I think he's put up 53 goals this year. And uh, you know, it's definitely the, the goalie's nightmare because uh, he has a, a shot that's, if not there, he's, it's an NHL-ready shot. Um you know, when he's determined to get to the net, it's it's hard to get him not there. Um, I remember one one game, the the, uh, the defenseman full on dragged him down, and uh, you know he still got up and got the shot off, and you know had an unbelievable goal. Um, so when he's on, he's on. But uh, you know, same thing from it's that consistency thing you were talking about. Um, right. You just got he's got to learn to you know have that that level of drive through the entire sixty minutes. Yeah, uh, and uh, you're not the first person that's told me that, and I wondered if it was, you know, offensively really, really good. Defensively, uh, might not be there uh, all the time. That commitment to playing in his own uh, end of the or the, his own half of the ice. 
Uh, and that um, determination or motivating doesn't always look like a motivated player uh, every night. But again, uh, at uh, 17, 18, a lot of guys fall into that category. Michael Benning, a talented defenseman, really small but big numbers, 75 points uh, for the crew this year, also going to Denver. Uh, his older brother is uh, uh, Matthew Benning, plays with the Oilers. His dad was an NHLer as well. Uh, Michael Benning, uh, he, well, he comes, it's in his genes. Uh, what do you see from Michael Benning? Um, he's a fun player to watch. He's definitely, um, you know, he doesn't have the size on his, on his side, but, um, you know, he's very calm, shows that he has high, high IQ when he's skating. Um, you know, he's definitely the, 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 the power play quarterback on the team. Like he's has a strong ability to, to bring the puck up the ice. Um, you know, people have talked about uh, comparing him to uh, former AJHLer uh, Kale McCarr. Um and uh, I mean, I don't see him being quite that level, but he's definitely following the footsteps of, uh, of that player. So, um, you know, he's good. Good things to have happen to him. I wonder if there's another uh, former AJHLer like Ian Mitchell, who's in. Uh, uh, well, he's about to finish up at Denver, so Benning basically will take his spot uh, with the Pioneers, but. Uh, he played in uh, in Spruce Grove and put up the offensive numbers as well, and uh, now ready to turn pro with the Chicago Blackhawks in a month or so. Uh, but that's Michael Benning. Uh, we're chatting about um, who between he and Savoy. Do you have do you have a personal preference who you you would take before the other guy? Um, I mean, it, it depends on on the team and what they're looking for. But personally, I would take uh, more of a, a Benning type player. I mean, he's more of a you know, you always have the, the saying of defense uh, defense wins championships, but um, right. you know, I like having seeing that type of small player and his uh, determination to um, bring that puck up the ice and, and get into the uh, the offensive zone and, and create uh, great chances that way. All right, the last player I wanted to ask about another AJHL guy, defenseman with the Spruce Grove Saints. Uh, that that is Ian Mitchell's former team, and uh, not a big guy here either. And in, in Ethan Edwards uh, listed at five ten and about one hundred and seventy pounds. Doesn't have the offensive numbers that Benning does, but this is still a player that's on the radar for a lot of people. Uh, you've seen him. Tell me what you like. Um, yeah, he's definitely very, very similar to uh, what Benning uh, shows, but he's more, I'd say, raw, more of a raw player. Um, you know, he's he's quick on his feet. He's very, um, you know, he's very confident when he's skating, um, and he's you know definitely the smaller player, so he's not going to be the guy that goes physical and um and anything like that but um he's uh you know he's a hard worker he's he's uh he's not shy to going into the corners and boxing at the attackers and and getting the puck back um but you know it's definitely more more raw so he's got to hone in on those skills and uh in order to be successful when he's moving forward all right well he's headed to the university of michigan next year or the year after uh but eventually his path takes him uh to the wolverines uh, all right, Ben, listen, I really appreciate your time. I guess we'll see you down at the rink as long as uh, they keep letting fans into the building. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, thanks for your time, Ben. All right, thank you for having me. This is awesome. All right, a great rundown of some of the guys eligible for the 2020 NHL draft uh, out of the WHL's uh, Eastern Conference, courtesy Ben Wilkins from HockeyProspect.com. You can always uh, check out their website. Uh, the uh, rankings, the first round that they have is always posted there. And to subscribe to get to some of the uh, scouting reports and uh, wait for the black book. Who knows when that's going to be coming out? As everything uh, being pushed or suspended at least and pushed back and delayed. Who knows when the uh, draft actually will come around? Uh, but the black book will get you prepared once it's ready for uh, public consumption.
Great job. HockeyProspect.com always brings the goods in time for the NHL draft. That does it for this week's episode of the Pipeline Show. Moving forward, again, I mentioned at the start of the show, kind of uh, playing it by ear. Uh, We'll continue to have shows every week, but they probably won't have four guests or or five guests like uh, most of the episodes do. They might not be, you know, an hour and a half long like most episodes are. We are in uh, uncharted territory uh, with this whole uh, virus stuff going around. So we'll continue talking hockey. If I can get 2020 draft spotlights uh, set up, I will continue to do that, talking with uh, players who are uh, draft eligible. Don't know what the uh, what the day-to-day operations for teams will be uh, right now moving forward. They may have just you know given a lot of people uh, time off, uh, so uh, players might not be available. Won't know until I try to uh, start setting those up, but there'll be media of, uh, people that I can speak with. And so the plan is to uh, continue uh, having shows, and uh, if there is any particular subject you'd like uh, to talk about, uh, you can let me know if there's a person in particular that you'd like me to get on the show. Might be a good time to track down some uh, former players and talk about uh, the things that they've uh, gone through since their junior or college careers and into uh, professional hockey. They can look back on their careers and things like that. We can, we can think outside the box, and you can help. Uh, let me know via Twitter at TPS underscore Guy. You can also uh, email me, Guy at thepipelineshow.com. And at the end of every show, I usually say, uh, get out and watch some junior college hockey so that we can talk about it next week. But we can't do that. So instead, I'll just say, uh, stay safe, and we'll chat next week. Till then, my name is Guy Flaming. See ya. See ya.